It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into my group therapy session. I mean, the Scotty Johnny podcast. Um, Why? What happened, John? <laughs> oh, well, let's just say up front, everybody. We're glad to have you with us. You can follow this show on Twitter. We're on Twitter. You can follow the show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod. Uh, you can follow me at Not So Humble Host. I didn't even get to drop it this time. I just, I just didn't put it in there, but Aaron. Where do people follow you on Twitter? Because I know you're there as well. You can find me, John. Oh, uh, uh, wait. Uh, hey, John, what's going on, man? Um, you can find <laughs> yeah. me. At, yeah, yeah. We just blew the entire intro. But anyways, We're yeah. Going no, straight it's been to that this. It's been that kind of week. You can find me at Cheddar Talk, at Cheddar Talk. And uh, hey, let's uh, let's let's be positive. The uh, university right up the road from me, UW-Whitewater, <laughs> is yeah. really tearing it up in D3 this year, John. That's good. They are. They're doing very well. We'll get to all of that. Uh, yeah, other than that, just, I don't know what else is going on with you. It's been just a busy week generally here. How many stories do we got left to tell? Oh, Hey, by the (laughs) way, someone, uh, I I found a, a, someone left a book on the counter the other day at work, uh, private soldier, which is the story of the two of the one, two, seventh deployment. Okay. Oh, five Oh six that you were on. I found pictures of you and Rentmeester and Smith and all the boys in there. So, oh, I will. That's a little surprising. There was a book. There's a book about your deployment, right? Well, I wasn't with the the rest of the group from our our company on the first deployment. I went with a different group, but I was still with the uh, the National Guard and just different group. I went with the one twentieth. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I hope they have my picture in there, though. I'm good looking. I, I didn't go through the whole. I found everybody else, so I so I just assumed you were in there. Right, yeah, well, no. we can cut that part out, right? During the editing at the end here. No, never no, mind. No, no, this so is good. I, I was just I was just prepping the war stories for the end when we have to fill time because I I I'm 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 with the Packers right now where I was with the Brewers in about uh, the hater trade. Okay, yeah. Well, let's <laughs> let's just go straight into everything right away, everybody, uh, and we'll start everything off right away with what we like to call. Our main event. Starting things off with the main event. So main event, we're going to start with the Packers. The Packers-Badger stuff is going to be very similar, I think, in many ways. Uh, well, just, not necessarily. At least the Badgers gave a go of it. I, I don't know that they, they really did. But uh, either way, um, yeah, this is exactly I think what I was saying. They didn't like get locked on at home. They lost a close game on the road, at least. You know, there's at least a little bit better there. So that was not close. Do you remember uh, last year after last week after the Giants game and Jair Alexander said, uh, well, this game stunk, but if we lose to the Jets now, we're really in trouble. Yeah, this is we'll we'll say this. This this should be the thing that leads it, I guess, to make sure that everything else here is couched in this term. Uh this is the first time that we have seen a Lafleur team lose consecutive games. Just, just, just that's it. It's the first time this happened, but now it's happened, and now we have to address what does that mean uh, for this team and everything going forward. And these are bad losses. Like the Giants' loss looks better now, um, to a degree, because they came out and beat Baltimore, which was that's a heck of a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Good for them on that. They're looking kind of for real. Yeah. So this Jets team is going to be good. Yes. Um, They've got a good front four on their defensive line. I mean, we'll be very honest about this. They run a stunt and we don't know how to deal with that. Apparently it's Mm -hmm. like, what if our tackles? Yeah. What if one tackle went in and the other one looped around? They're like, well, I don't know. That's not a thing that happens, right? It's impossibility. (laughs) Yes. Um, so yeah, we were getting beat on very simple stunt plays. We were getting beat on four man rushes, just getting killed on four man rushes. And I guess the first thing I'd like to talk about this is uh, the happiest person in the world right now is Joe Barry, because that's not the first thing anyone's talking about this week. 
<laughs> he's he's buried at the bottom of the pile, and the defense then starts stinking until about midway through the third quarter, when he uh, and he's he gets the uh, uh, Leonard uh, Le- Leonard last year when the Badgers defense was starting to give up points in the second half because it was the only thing that was happening because the offense was never on the field, and so yeah, Joe Barry gets that now a little bit of the uh, appreciative. Um, all right, well we're not going to blame you because you know you were on the field the whole game and. That's never good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not as bad about the defense. It was still kind of vanilla, but I mean, like, it's not a it's not an overwhelming Jets offense. It's it's you know no. I mean, their defense played really well. Sauce Gardner is great. That dude is incredible. Yeah, he is. Um there like we said, good pass rush. I mean, there's nothing particularly interesting about their linebacking core, but man, did we just decide that running was not a thing we wanted to do. And we yeah, no, for for like the sixth straight week in a row, too. Right, and on top of it, it's it's not like it's not like this is a new thing. And I and and Lafleur was saying in the post game too, like you know, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm the pair. I don't have the phrase right in front of me, but basically explaining a way that if you're not blocking, nothing's gonna work, anyways. Well, one thing does sort of work, and and I I mean they were getting destroyed by the. The front four of the Jets the whole game too, but like the lack of effort put into the uh, run game or any what seemed like thought process going into the run game. I mean, everyone wanted to see what it looked like. I, I don't even remember a time like a stretch, a two game stretch during the McCarthy, the end of the McCarthy era that was like this just deflating. It was worse, but not this deflating. <laughs> like yeah. losing, losing, losing by the score you did to the Jets at home. You know, that was, I mean, that was brutal. And there was, the, the Boo Birds were out hard at Lambeau Field, too, because you can see it. I mean, you were at the game a couple of weeks ago, uh, what, the game before London? Yeah, the so uh, Patriots the game, yeah. Packers played three games in a row against, you were at the Patriots game, right? Yep. Yeah, the Patriots game, yes. Uh, yeah, I just... It, it, it's a strange set, and it's just okay. watching just this team play. Uh, Lafleur's things that he said after the game were things like they asked him about, "Hey, we noticed uh, you weren't getting. Uh, here's the number of carries that uh, you give to Aaron Jones," and he's like, "Well, that's not enough." Well, who are you talking to? Like yeah. you're the guy who could give him more. Did you not notice uh, in game you were just like, "Hey, man, is it is Aaron not in there? Jones, I mean, like is he not?" He's not on the team. He's here I'm, today, really, right? I'm really wondering. I'm really wondering how much. I, I'm wondering how much Aaron or how much he's covering for Aaron Rodgers because one thing that one thing McCarthy I almost said McCarthy Lafleur, <laughs> not the Irishman, the Frenchman. Um, the one thing the Frenchman has done very well is not throw his own players under the bus. Unlike his quarterback, who throws everybody under the bus at any chance to make himself look better. I wonder. I, I'm really starting to wonder if Lafleur is covering for Rodgers. And if Lafleur is sending in these plays, and they're just not being run, and Rogers is just running whatever he wants to run, and without Nathaniel Hackett here anymore, and um, who's the guy who went down to Chicago? Um, no, I'm forgetting. Yeah, oh. the other offensive coordinator, uh, the other offensive coach. Either way, yeah. so like like lack of you know lack of um, uh, accountability in the room, and Rogers just absolutely just having a, a a real laissez-faire attitude about everything in the post game it was brought up um they asked rogers you know about the offense and he said i think we need to simplify the offense and then when they asked lafleur about simplifying the offense he's like i, I don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> like <laughs> which and you know and i, I said on I, I put it on twitter too i said of course rogers wants the offense simplified he wants to simply throw the ball 40 yards on every play and play hero ball yes you know and that's what he wants to do. He's not interested in a running game. Running game doesn't make him look better. Correct. You know, he it's, wants yeah. he wants to be the central crux point of everything here, and he wants to make sure it's all about him. You know. And so when the team does take a little, and and this is you know, and he it's a self fulfilling prophecy. He's literally turning into Brett Favre because because nobody tells him no. Nobody tells him no. And on the way out, the the first year Rogers was quarterback, the, the Packers went six and ten, and Rogers was you know, tramping around in New York and, you know, sending text messages. 
And then the next year he was in in Minnesota, and it was all about look at me. Now you now you miss me. Well, it's the same thing. Rogers doing the same thing. Like, you know, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Like, this is you know, I'm the best thing that's ever happened here. You know, so I want to make sure you guys all remember this on the way out. You know, and it's in the meantime he doesn't realize he <laughs> looks like a jerk. He's making sure we don't miss him. It's kind of yeah. where it's going. It's like, yeah, I don't know, we're gonna miss you. Uh, I, I mean. It's, it's, it's hard to defend him anymore now. And like even, you know, other other people in the media outside of our, you know, like it, it, it's always been, you know, like we never look outside of our market for comments, but it's starting to become apparent nationwide. Like even, you know, like the San Diego media who doesn't care anything about the Packers, like what's going on with Rogers? Like that dude's weird, man. You know, like and it, it's just. Yeah, it's getting hard to defend, and and when the play goes away, you know, it looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, I. And and the offensive line isn't helping issues either, because I mean, it's really hard for him to. But I mean, there was that one play where he tried to force one into Romeo Dobbs over the middle, and there was twenty yards of open field in front of him. And, yeah, and like why, definitely... why why wouldn't you? He he won't even take off and run anymore. Like it's just like so. What's the point, man? Like any. Yeah. Exactly. Him and nope. Tom Brady. Tim and Tom Brady are uh, just like falling apart, losing their way out of the NFL right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's just the amount of of Aaron going out and deciding that who he's going to throw it to beforehand. The number of people he will decide that he's not going to look at it at all. Uh, he's just not going to make his progressions. If it's third and anything, he's going to throw it to one of three guys. Uh, and now it's Tunyon's back. I mean, now he's thrown to Tunyon again more. But then Cobb went out and was like, well, i got to force it to Tunyon. And maybe Lazard, you know, it's like just he he's not being dynamic. He's not being interesting because he's trying to make the big play when the thing that made him great was being able to make all of the plays. Uh-huh. And it's like that throw's not there. Let's go down. And the other thing is, again, he does not understand uh, how much he can't do. He, he can't admit who he isn't anymore. And that's the thing that's really going to kill him on this. Well, it was what was really uh, really telling, and this is coming from a guy who's 43 years old and about the most out of shape I've ever been in my life. Like, it goes downhill <laughs> fast at a certain point. And earlier this year, he was running a run play option. I think it was against Chicago. And he took off running, and he looked like an old man running. Like, he's still got, he's still got wheels. He can still move, but it was like he looked he didn't look like an athlete running he looked like an old man running he looked like when tom brady you know has to run once in a while and uh, yeah i just don't yeah. think it's i don't think it's there anymore and it, he, i mean without getting too much into the semantics of it too like he's skinnier and he's you know like there's just not the build on him anymore either and i think now he had a thumb injury this week and he's missing by i mean they've only had one one play completed this year where the ball was in the air more than 30 yards. Yeah. It's that's, not a thing. That's do. a fact. I looked that up before we started just to make sure I was right on that right. one. But yeah, so like they're not connecting on long balls and, you know, and in the past it didn't matter who his wide receivers were. I mean, he made it work in years when he didn't have good wide receivers, except for maybe one. I'm, I mean, last, I'm getting... it could be argued last year. He only had one good wide receiver, you know? So I'll say this. I'm getting tired of the, just the idea that saying like, well, you know, there's no good receivers on this team. Nobody's open. And it's that same tired thing of when Rodgers plays badly, the first thing they do is they say like, well, the receivers aren't any good without him. And he can't carry them right now. And it's like, I just got the stat here. Dobbs was uh, on an average play. His average, he was open by three and a half yards. Right. Like he, like Dobbs is open all over the field. And, and like almost all the time he is open. Uh, it's, it's getting crazy. Like he is just missing people. He's not reading. He's not running the offense. We're not running an offense of, of any particular interest right now. The last couple of years, it was scheming people open, finding ways to get guys in interesting situations where we could run, you know, two and three man games or sneaking guys across formation, getting flow one direction, going the other. I mean, we're not doing that. This is this is an uninteresting looking offense. It doesn't look like what Lafleur has been calling. Um, right. <laughs> and, and, and here comes the Brady apologist in the room again, too. The one thing, at least Brady, you know, he's just he's just playing like ass. 
<laughs> but I think that's a because dis- he's disinterested too, and everything else that's going on in his life. Well, the one thing that Brady didn't stop doing was throwing it to everyone else, like yes. not having a favorite wide receiver. Like, yeah, he had Gronk. Yeah. But Gronk was also a red zone threat and will be in the Hall of Fame for it. Oh, yeah. Like that dude was best tight end of our lifetime. Of our own, I mean, maybe ever, but the best 1A, 1B with Tony Gonzalez, but Tony Gonzalez mm. was never on a good enough team to get that far. Um, but uh, uh, Kelsey's right there with him, you know, like, but he's as good as Travis Kelsey. Like him and Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. same ilk, Tony Gonzalez, same ilk, right? But so, yeah. I mean, that's what he had throughout all those years. But I mean, so that's someone you can like like beat in on when you're the inside the 20 but otherwise tom brady throws it to everybody yeah james white was a running back <laughs> you yeah. know who holds one of the a best super bowl record in the league. he has yeah, a super bowl super record bowl. for most receptions and then sure. they gave the mvp to tom brady even though it was james white saving his butt yeah right exactly <laughs> but i mean that's the thing like tom never did that i mean rogers has been doing this now for five years yeah, and when it, when he only had Devonte left, then it it became a singular focus, and now this year without Devonte there, it's he's and now you're right with Cobb out, it was just like he didn't know what to do. He has some trust with with Dobbs at this point. It seems like he he trusts him to a certain amount. He was willing to go back to him even after a couple drops. Um, but well, he yeah, had like some I said, really he forced the ball to him over the middle when he could have yeah. ran the ball for 25 yards. He's just the next guy in that list of like, there's three guys I want to throw to, and it's going to be, you know, Cobb, Tanyan, and, and Dobbs. Bob and Dobb and Cobb. And Bob, Dobb, and Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, how has that not been pulled together somewhere? I don't Bob, Dobb, and Cobb. I, I, I think you just did, John. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that needs to go into the Twitterverse immediately. So we'll. That needs to be the name of this podcast. <laughs> the three of them should do a podcast together and just call it that. Jeez, is my brother? My and, brother and, and, and talk about how they're looking forward to playing with uh, uh, our boy Jordan Love next year. So I just have to call him Lob. I don't know, just something. <laughs> Lob, Lob. I don't know. Bob, Dob, Cobb, and Love. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's deal with this then. Um, I love the people who think that we could trade Rodgers. Uh, that's an impossibility, impossible. right? It's impossible. You can't get rid of that number. Also, he's terrible. Who's trading for a bad quarterback, an expensive bad quarterback? So m- the next thing that comes up out of that is the number of people who are like, put in put in love. He can't be worse. I don't know. What do you think? I think you stay with Rodgers because you're like, yeah, the guys who are watching him in practice, they're like, yeah, this is as good as it gets. Well, well, twofold. Either you leave Rogers in there to drive home the point that this is not working anymore, so it's easier to let him go at the end of the year, or he pulls his head out of his collective and starts playing well, and then you actually salvage the season, and then we have to deal with it all again next year. But I mean, yeah, you you stick with Rogers and. And, and that way, if the season tanks and he's at the helm the whole way out, you can't blame it on love. Never blame anything on love. Love is beautiful. <laughs> love is great. We all need love in our life. All right. But no, you can't can't blame it on love at the end of the season if you tank it out. And yeah, and I mean, and if maybe he does, maybe because I mean, he was just playing well um, 10 months ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, yeah. I don't know how someone goes downhill that fast. Maybe it's the ayahuasca that took it out of him, but <laughs> you don't, you don't just leave it in his hands for the rest of the year and let him play it out. And it'll make the argument, depending upon how the season ends, that'll make the off season that much easier to deal with. Like if he plays like junk the rest of the way out and the season's a disaster, then it's like, well, we're moving on. This is, this is run its course. If he gets him to the playoffs, you know, then it's it. Then you're gonna have you know, and maybe does something in the playoffs. God forbid. Um, God forbid. I said that the wrong way, but I mean, like you know, <laughs> luckily, luckily they do well in the playoffs, and now you have another problem on your hands. The worst thing that could happen is he just plays eh down the road, and then then what do you do? And they like barely make the playoffs and lose in the first round. I, I don't know. I I say you leave Rodgers in there. If anything else, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback that's had a heck of a career. You at least owe him that, despite how weird he's been down the stretch. 
and uh, just just let it go. And if anything else, you know, we can have some fun with the derailment. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like watching uh, a train crash. You just got to watch. True. The next thing is, uh, how much are we looking at the idea of just let it crash as much as it can? Because they'll be honest with you. Last year was a terrible quarterback draft, and this year's a good one. Um, <laughs> you drafting quarterback at this year? If you have that, let's say um, Tanner McKee's a guy people are looking at. I don't know if he follows as far. I mean, depending where the Packers go, the guy out of uh, Stanford, uh, Will Levis out of Kentucky, uh, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. One of the other ones that people are talking about would be interesting is a uh, hooker out of uh, Tennessee. Only problem is he's, he's super old. I mean, like, He'll be, I think, 25 when the next season starts. No, so. Rogers, Rogers didn't start till he was 25. But uh, True, no, but, I, yeah. I, I say stick with love um, because uh, you don't burn a first round draft pick and then never, never make good on it. As we've spoken on many occasions on this podcast, Love's never had an honest attempt at being a quarterback. His first two years were taken away from him uh, via COVID and via just lack of preseason stuff like that there's nothing to base anything on the hate for jordan love is based in racism i'm guessing mostly and second of all just in the unknown like i don't know why and else you'd hate the kid he's done nothing wrong he did nothing wrong he was taken in the first round i think the biggest that's it i think that's the biggest thing is people are like we had a first round draft pick who is not at this point done anything for this team and they can look down the he list. He hasn't been given the opportunity to. Right. But that's the thing is, is like there were several other people who could have been drafted in that spot who could have given the, the team something valuable. I'm it, just saying the pure hatred for the kid. Like, I think I'm, that's the pure I, hatred is I think that people thought we over we overdrafted on him. You and I thought we overdrafted on him. We're not mad at him. Yeah, I think we did, too. But at this point, but, like where we're at and if the season's going to tank out, I don't I mean, maybe go draft a new one. I don't know. I, maybe you do, maybe don't, maybe give this kid one chance at least. I mean, before you just, I, he hasn't had the ability to even, he, he's, his entire first couple of years of his life have been, been hijacked by a diva quarterback that demands ultimate and utter attention at all times. And so like his, he hasn't even had the ability one year. He didn't even have the ability to try and play with the team. Yeah. I just, uh, before he, we start saying things uh, like, we think they don't like him because he's racist or they're racist or It's like, that's, I haven't heard that. I mean, like, I know I've heard people say that that's a reason, but when you talk to people about why they don't like him, it's always that we overdrafted him and we never should have had him. I th- so I think like, that's the biggest thing I can't mm-hmm. obviously rule out that there's racism involved. There's, there's no way to do that in, <laughs> in this right. world. So you can't I'm say just saying, nobody. I'm, I'm saying just like the blatant, utter hatred of that some people spew out there about him. It's like I understand the he was overdrafted right. bit, but like I don't understand just like the vitriol about him. Like, well, Kevin King got the same vitriol, I think, because everyone wanted T.J. Watt, and we got a guy who's not in the NFL right now. Is who we got instead. Well, that's because he was about the 13th first round draft pick that we burned on a cornerback in the last 20 years too. So yeah. that doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, cornerbacks are to the Green Bay Packers what wide receivers were to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Except for, you know, Jair hit. We thought for a hot moment that... Yeah, uh, Megatron hit, too. Yeah, that Stokes, we thought Stokes was going to be there, <laughs> but Stokes didn't do much of anything yesterday. They they went at him, and uh, he gave up a couple big plays, some really hurtful ones, like, right before uh, half and stuff, some just... It was a frustrating way of playing that game. The defense was playing off but you know they didn't kill this team in that game we had no offense just nothing at all working for this team and we're at a point where we're talking about a draft uh and it's october (laughs) i I did i did tweet out during the first quarter it's not too late to tank it for the first overall pick i did see you i I almost don't care like the only thing i can say is good at this point is that uh, i will not have the heightened blood pressure for any of these games because I don't expect anything of this team anymore. No. I just don't. I don't know where they're going. I don't, I, they don't have a plan. All they can do is tell me, like, oh, yeah, no, that's not good, is it? They've got a quarterback <laughs> and a head coach that are giving contradicting signals in the post, post-game presser. post 
I think that that's a thing that yeah. the media has finally figured out. You can't say like, "Hey, your quarterback said this," right? and and then let him respond because he knows the quarterback said it. You say like, "Hey, do you think you could simplify the offense without telling him Rodgers already told him they need to?" And he can be like, "What? That's dumb." And you're just like, Ooh. although he should be able to because he's the head coach. And I don't know how you dumb it down anymore at this point, really. Like, quite honestly, Rodgers has reads over the middle, and he's like, "But deep balls are so cool." Chicks, chicks dig the dig deep the ball. ball. Yeah, I think that that's the thing that kills it. So, no, I, it, yeah, just let, let's just just huck it down the field to, to triple coverage once again to prove to everybody I can still do it. I want to show the, you I can do it. Yeah. Oh, well, the only bomb for a game like this is to play the Commanders. The Commies, we will play the Commies in D.C. In D.C. And the Packers are still favored. It's just, just crazy. I don't know. Favored by five and a half. I say we win by a field goal. It'll be something dumb. Actually, Wentz isn't playing, so I guess we lose. Um, I don't know. He's not right. good either. I just don't feel good about him. But I mean, How about, how about, how about that story about Wentz? Finally gets the recognition from a coach that he deserves for the first time ever <laughs> and then breaks his hand during the press conference defending his coach. Jeez. God. What what uh, Carson Wentz is in a yeah, Well, and you know that this is going to be a noon game because there is nobody. Other, I mean, like all of Facker fandom will be watching it and no one else because no one right. else is interested in this team. It's a three and three Packers versus a two and four the commies team. Um, yeah, it's just not going to be good. If, because, if the Packers don't win, just pack it up. It's Oh, yeah. Then, then you may not, you probably don't beat the Lions then. I don't know who you beat if you can't beat Washington on your remaining list. So you still have to play the Dolphins. You still have to play the Bills. The Bills. You still, I mean, the Rams actually are garbage right now, too. They're, the Packers and the Rams are both terrible right now. Uh, you still have to play the Eagles uh, in Philly. No, no this is supposed to this is supposed to be the easy part of the schedule because we were supposed to be looking down at five and one right now, owning the yep. division, going, "Hey, this is great," and we still got uh, you know we got the Commanders coming up here. Instead, you almost lose to the Zappy led Patriots. You lose to the Giants. You lose to the Jets. Yeah, I I have no faith in them beating the Commanders. I don't either. This is why I don't. The I don't care what the spread is. I don't. Are we going with commies? We are. Just, I'm totally going with commies. Okay. I don't trust them beating the commies. Yeah, I just. I wouldn't put a dime on this team right now because I don't trust them to. No, beat. I'm probably going to go south of the board and put a dime on the commies. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. They're so inconsistent and weird. Like they maybe they come up and show up and ball out against the bad team. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Like I have no idea what happens with this team. There's no consistency, and that's coaching. Uh, well, the, the I, they bears, won't the change bears. the offensive line to match the actual talent. Elton Jenkins is out there at right tackle, so they can keep Royce Newman in the game who doesn't belong starting in the NFL. Meanwhile, Zach Tom, who has the highest pro football focus grade, the, the highest you know PFF grade in pass blocking, is on the sideline watching the games. Put right. him at, at, you know, move Elton in, put mm-hmm. Nyman out at the right tackle, and then put Tom at guard. Do it. I mean, like, just we can all watch these games. Like, how is this happening? Who is putting together this offensive line that keeps Royce Newman in there? How many like compromising photos of the head coach does he have? I mean, come on, he's well, bad. again. I, again, I also think that this is a Rogers had also made a comment earlier this year about Zach Tom not being that big, being kind of small for an offensive lineman. Is Aaron Rodgers calling the shots on the offensive line? What was the conversation had with the head office that kept him around? Like know. how much how much control does he have over what's decided on offense? The, because I'll tell you what, this is not a Matt Lafleur offense. This is an Aaron Rodgers how he wants it to be offense, and it ain't working. Yeah, I like to think that, uh, and I'd like to write the uh, fictional historical narrative on this because it'd be complete fiction. Uh, but the idea that possibly, like Gut- Gutenkunst and you know maybe even Lafleur, completely bought into saying like, yeah, we'll show you. Do it. I'll waste a season on you being the guy. Two seasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Last year they did pretty well. They were still running his offense. This doesn't look like last year's offense. No, like, we, yeah, we, we'll said that, we said that last year at the beginning of the year too. Like when they went on, got Cobb, which seemed to work a little bit. I mean, they didn't give up a whole lot from. So I'm, I'm yeah. not so mad about the Cobb trade. Yeah. But I think that was kind of the whole thing with with it last year. Was like, all right, man, 
you think you can run a team? We'll let you run a team. And so far, <laughs> since he's, you know, they've let him have input on how the team is run. Devontae Adams left. Um, Billy Turner is gone. Yeah. Um, who was not a world beater at offensive line, but he was okay. He was serviceable. He was a starter. Yeah. Serviceable, you know, and so, and, and, and here we are, you know, I, 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 this has all happened ever since the, now granted he did win the MVP last year, but that was still the, the, the remnants of what the team was prior to that. And, and here we are now, and it's year two of the, uh, what we're going to take Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, what he wants into, into account, you know? So, I mean, there was no big wide receivers to get in the off season. I guess you could say Julio Jones, but you know, for how good Julio Jones used to be, he was hurt. OBJ still hurt. Like yeah. you sign him and you're just praying to God that he's okay. When he comes back <laughs> on the field in a couple of weeks, like mm-hmm. what, what other big wide receivers were out there to, to go get Deshaun Jackson. I don't know. He said hey, he wants still, to play. Yeah. Hey, did you see what I said about Deshaun Jackson? I think the Packers should sign him. You got nothing to lose at this point. For for one game. He's better than Winfrey. So you can put him in the Packer Hall of Fame for returning that punt against <laughs> the Giants that got the Packers to the Super Bowl. Right. Deshaun Jackson is the whole reason why the Packers got to the Super Bowl in 2011. Yes. He doesn't this return that punt. The Giants make the last playoff spot. Yep. I, right. I, think, I think Deshaun Jackson deserves to be in the Packer Hall of Fame just for that. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right. Something in there. He should be a highlight of some sort. I don't know. All right, let's let's move on to our other pain and we'll work through this together, everybody. Um, we're in this together. This is like I said, this is our group therapy session. Um Badgers go into East Lansing and lose to Michigan State, who's bad. Michigan State's a bad team. Um, and the Badgers are a bad team at this point. Like, there's no way of denying that or saying something different. Um, I think just if you look at the box score, you'll say, you know, Graham Mertz, 14 of 24, two touchdowns and a pick, uh, 131 yards. Uh, Braylon Allen, 29 carries for 123 yards. Somewhere they said, let's just give him the ball every time, all the time. And then, you know, when they started falling apart, they said, I suppose we should throw again. Um, everything that they did right last week, they just kind of got away from. And I don't understand it. Um, this isn't a scary defense. They've got a decent offensive line. And uh, they decided to play a lot of press and stay right on our guys. But receivers could get open. We just needed to give uh, Graham some time or just throw shorter passes. Uh, and we didn't we didn't do a lot of first down throwing as much as it felt like. like it didn't feel as off-kilter kind of forcing the defense to react to the Badgers as it did, you know, against Northwestern and Northwestern's worse, but um, this is a team they should have beaten and they had every opportunity to do so. And when we got down there and the Badgers scored at, in the fourth quarter to tie that game, I mean, you know, it was, uh, was it going to be, it was going to be, it was 20 to 21, right? So the Badgers just scored a touchdown. There was, I forget how much time was left here. I'm just trying to check. Uh, two minutes, four seconds left. And the Badgers score a touchdown, a three yard touchdown pass to Keontes Lewis, who's turned out to be very nice. Nice enough that, in fact, Marcus Allen is going to enter the transfer portal because uh, uh, Keontes Lewis has turned out to be about the, you know, the number three guy on this team at this point. And I, I turned to my wife and I said, they need to go for two. Make it one play. You know, they turn this whole game into one play. Can you win on one play? Um, and they didn't do it. They, of course, just kicked the extra point and said, overtime's fine. We'll be fine in overtime. First off, overtime on the road? No, don't do that. Overtime at home, fine. Everything's behind you. Maybe you're going to run into the student section or something like that, but no. You had the chance to end the game. Uh, on a single play, I wanted to go for two. Nobody's really calling that much, but I don't understand why you don't, just on the metrics of it. Uh, it's as good a chance as any uh, of getting down there and actually scoring. All you got to do is make one play. And uh, as soon as they went to overtime, they just let Michigan State throw one ball. The, the biggest losses and hurtful part of this defense is that our corners never turn around and find the ball. Every deep ball got caught. There were guys, 
Uh, I mean, uh, Hallman and then we're, we're like right in his hip pocket. Couldn't find the ball. Guy just jumps up and catches it. Uh, you know, like they knock him down, but he's 25 yards downfield. What what was even the point? Uh, the defensive backfield of the, of the Badgers, which is Leonard's specialty, is just not getting anything done this year. They are mostly transfers. So these aren't freshmen starting. These are guys. Uh, the one is from uh, came over from Toledo, and the other one came over from uh, UCLA. Uh, so they're experienced guys who were playing at you know D one level at FBS football last year, and uh, yeah, just it, it has not looked good. The defense did not stop them at all. With the game on the line, the defense surrendered at every single moment that they could it felt like um it, it was it was hard to watch because it was not the sort of game you've come to expect from this team from this defense and like i said when when they you know Michigan State got the touchdown one play 25 yards first play of overtime uh then the pack the badgers sorry came in uh three plays 25 yards i said go for two go for two it's overtime it's your second chance to do this go for two here nope Kick the extra point. Uh, the next drive, the, the Badgers get the ball first. Very first play, a Braylon Allen fumble on his 29th carry of the day. Uh, and he doesn't fumble much, but that, that play ended the game because then they go three plays, 25 yards, score the touchdown. I mean, and they were playing conservatively in the overtime because they don't need to score a touchdown against the Badgers. The Badgers already screwed up and got nothing. Great. So, yeah, I don't know. The Badgers aren't beating Purdue. I did not see. I did not see. I did not see a minute of the game, John. Yeah, I watched. I watched. I, this. I, li- I listened to most of it because I, I do like our announcers here in Wisconsin. We're blessed. Um, yeah, LePay and Lucas and, are uh, good. Yeah, LePay is great. Um, but uh, I, my my check valve on my uh, on my camper. <laughs> not that I, anybody who has a camper knows this. I was winterizing the water lines of my camper, and my check valve blew out. Uh-oh. Um, on I was on unforeseen problems, so I spent most Saturday taking care of uh, that, which was not a whole lot of fun. But anyways, mm-hmm. and then uh, various other activities. So I, I'm glad I miss it, just like I miss most of the Packer game. So, anyways, let's put that right now. I'm looking at this, and this is blowing my mind. The Badgers are a two point favorite. They're they are giving two points to five and two Purdue. Yeah. Uh, Purdue, let's see, their, their only losses, they lost at Syracuse and they lost to Penn State in the first game of the year, which they should have won. Uh, there was a terrible call and then a bad play by them, by them and they lost well, Syrac- it. And Syracuse is good. Syracuse has Turn- been good this year, actually. Turns out turns out Syracuse is good. Anyways. Yeah, and that was Syracuse at that point, 3-0 and after being Purdue. Uh, then Purdue went to Minnesota when they were ranked, beat Minnesota, went to Maryland, beat Maryland. Uh, then they just went, they brought in Nebraska and beat Nebraska. Um, Purdue has a legit passing game and like, like O'Connell is a really good quarterback. Uh, and uh, his numbers are, well, he has one fewer touchdown and one fewer interception than Mertz and Mertz actually this year has statistically been fairly decent and not getting the credit he probably should. And again, he doesn't get put in a lot of positions where he's got like the aggressive play calling that would really help to set him up to be better statistically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean like the Packers, I keep saying the Packers, but the Badgers here, ESPN's uh, prediction analytics say the Badgers are a 57.8% chance of winning. Um, what was the, uh, what was the, what was the final line against uh, Michigan state? If you remember, I think it was seven and a half. Wisconsin okay. giving seven and a half. This is Wisconsin giving really five at and Michigan half. State. Wow. Okay. Michigan State is bad, and Wisconsin had just looked like maybe yeah. they'd figured it out, but Michigan State is bad. They're a bad team. So I was. I'm just. I'm just thinking that this is a home game at Camp Randall, and Camp Randall. God, that's got to be worth about three points right there, right? Yeah, maybe. So I mean, I in the NFL, I think NFL it's plus two just for being the home team in most cases. So you the figure three, that it's yeah. got to be at least plus three right there just for being at camp randall yeah they give you a yeah. field goal normally is the rule of thumb for home games right uh, right yeah. and, and and purdue doesn't have a big audience so they're not going to have anybody in the stands so no one ever does at camp randall for the most part because there's no. there's a the tiny little section over it by um by the south end zone 
Uh, if you were on the field facing south, it's over on the left corner there. That's where all their little fans go. And they've got a small area for like, you know, family of the teams and stuff like that, all that. But there's, there's not. But I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like Ohio State fans and you know Michigan fans and maybe even Iowa fans would figure a way to like, yeah, sneak in, buy, sneak tickets, find 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 them online or something. Like Purdue's not going to do that. They're going to have the little student section, was, so it's uh, going to be super loud. So that's that's all I can figure out is that you know maybe that's the reason why. Maybe I'll put a bet against Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking about it. I don't really trust this team though. No, like wait, if Purdue's they, in Indiana. Purdue's in Indiana, right? Yeah, correct. So I West Lafayette. Right. Yeah. Been on that field. Ross Aid is where they play. Been to that field. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence. I don't think the Badgers beat this team. I think Purdue wins the West. Um, it's going to be it's going to be Denver, Illinois. Denver, Illinois. Yeah, and hey, uh, Illinois frog stomped Minnesota this weekend. So yeah, both those teams beat up Minnesota. They they beat them on the road here too. Uh, they they beat Minnesota at home. Illinois did this week, but. Purdue went into Minnesota, the fearful whatever bank stadium, TCF, TCF bank. TCF, no, now it's Huntington Bank Stadium. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was like, it used to be TCF. Then it's changed. I forgot the bank that owned that one. Yeah, I, I only know that because of the morning show I listen to. So there you go. Right. I don't have a whole otherwise, lot of confidence. Otherwise, system. I would have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have confidence in that team either. So we'll see where we go with that. Uh, we will. Aaron, the, the dinky, the, the, the dinky town dome <laughs> with no dome. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a great one. Anyways, sorry, John, what? but Aaron, my goodness, we're going to have bucks to talk about soon. Thank uh, God. Even, yeah, though, on even the 20th. Middleton and Middleton and uh, Connington are out, but yeah. Yeah. Their list is out as of the today. Middleton was listed out Connington yesterday. Uh, Matthews and Thanasis Antetokounmpo are listed as day-to-day as of today. The first game will be in Philadelphia. That's interesting. Philadelphia uh, giving three points in that one. Yeah, maybe without Middleton, I could see that. The thing is just like Giannis always gets up for these games. Yeah. Uh, But it's going to be uh, on TNT opening night. Sixers sometimes get up for the ones that are massively televised. Um, except for playoff games, you know, not those just, mm. you know, like Christmas day and things like that. So, oh my God, you know, I, the, the bucks are back on, it's going to be TNT. It's going to be great. Um, the thing I'm looking most forward to is NBA on TNT. Yeah. And I'm, I actually <laughs> went out and decided to pay for the Bally, uh, app just cause oh, I got tired of you. missing the bad. I got tired of missing. There's a lot of things on there too. Like I want to pay for that and big 10 cause Right. Uh, I want to watch, like we talk about, and we'll talk about shortly, uh, I want to watch Big Ten Plus because that's where all the women's volleyball and women's hockey mm-hmm. is. It's not on the main game. you got to actually pay a little extra to get that. Uh, and I'll, I'm not going to miss the Bucs season. I'm tired of missing Brewers games, so I paid up for that. And actually, I'll give you this. The Bally app on your phone is great because they have little – while the game is on, they have buttons on the side – you know, like you turn your phone sideways and you're watching and there's little bitty grayed out icons. It'll pull up in-game stats for you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, like it'll pull up everything for you. Like, what's this pitcher against this hitter? Oh, okay, cool. Hey, what is everybody hitting today? Okay, cool. Hey, what's? can you show me where all the pitches are? It has like three different grayed out buttons. I'm, I'm hoping it's something like that for basketball too. Uh, but that was really cool. I thought they did a good job with that. And they'd better... For what I pay these people for that, right. you know, know. that's that's mad. that's that's it, right? Too, it's the price point. I, I'm so, excited for and Bucks and to get especially started especially since being that, you know, NBA regular season, you know, it's it's great and all, but God, you, you don't know who you're going to see from. Uh, Holly might be the one who might actually makes me buy the the package because she wants to watch Bucks games, so she's yeah. a, a, took her to a Bucks game last year. Now she's all in between that and the championship run, but. uh yeah, no, I mean, it's just, and once they get to the playoffs, every game's on TV anyway. It's on standard packages. Anyway, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I just, so. this is like the, what's the, 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 the one of like showing the uh, orcs attacking uh, Helms Deep, and then you see, you know, this is like Wisconsin sports with all the orcs coming in, and then you see like the one horse on the hill, you know, the knight mm-hmm. rising up, and they're like, buck season. <laughs> like, it does feel <laughs> yes. like that right now. Uh, so no, it is. It, I'm, I'm glad it's coming around too. So and they'll yeah. be fine. And they're then going... be on TNT in general. You get yeah. to listen to 
What you talking about? I don't know what it meant. Chuck over there, you don't know what he's talking about. Well, they are good. You know, between the three of us, you know, between the four of us, Kenny, what do you think? Well, you know, it doesn't matter what you think about Kenny. Uh, Shaq, you always cutting off Kenny think... over there. Stop it, man. He know what you're talking about. That was pretty good, actually. I really like that. You. That was all four of them. I know. Thank yeah, your Kenny was very short, but I liked all of those. That was good. Because I can't. Because I, I can't do Kenny. Kenny's. <laughs> yeah. More. Yeah. He's the harder one. He's kind of like. He's got a television voice where he's, you've kind of removed just, a lot of uh, he just, affectations. He doesn't, he doesn't sound that much unlike me, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the just, thing. Like he doesn't have a, a weird bit about his voice or an odd kind of accent. Got the thing about his voice that's really easy to do. You know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Very good. Shaq is just me making unaudible, really low noises. <laughs> just. Speaking like an elephant, yeah. Well, once they get done with, uh, we'll get into these obviously more next week when we get to it. But uh, before now, between now and then, they they'll be playing the Rockets on the twenty second as well, and that's when they should destroy. That'll be the home opener. Is the right. Rockets who are not good, but not you know, good anymore. We'll see. It should be interesting. All right, that is. Unless you have anything else about any of our major sports, uh, that's all no, that I'm, I have. I'm really here. looking. I'm, as much as I'm playing it, I'm really looking forward to the Bucks season. Yeah, uh, I want to make a couple games this year. Um, it's it's going to be great, and uh, we're going to have to. A friend of the show, Pete. Um, I, I don't. Th- I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but friend of the show, Pete, went and got his uh, butt uh, deployed to Africa, and so coming soon. Um, and so he uh, won't be as, as accessible to us this year, and we might have to do some Sunday afternoon podcasts with uh, Pete. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he says he still wants to be in to talk about the Bucks because he'll he'll have time to watch while he's over there. You know that during deployment, oh, yeah. you, you have time to watch things, especially that uh, deployment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to Camp Lemonier, and uh, I shouldn't say that, but anyways, this is gonna be um, fun. We'll just call it the Rock and Djibouti. Yeah, he's in Djibouti, yeah, and everybody knows we're in Djibouti, so that's not a big deal. No, but uh, the only um, place we deploy in Africa. The only place we deploy we do in Djibouti, so yeah, I guess. Anyways, but uh, every, everyone everyone knows, including Al-Qaeda. Um, but uh, no, he said that he would not mind uh, trying to make a couple intercontinental calls to talk about the Bucks. so <laughs> we'll have to figure out some. Uh, so that might be something the podcast has is um, uh, reports from Africa. Nice. We'll have to find some kind of rhyme that has the you know the word opsec in it, but that'd be fine. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, and, and and that's the other thing too is especially for maybe me and you instead of doing late night Monday recordings, it might actually be nice to do a couple Sunday afternoon recordings if nothing else is going on because the Packers suck. So correct. Yeah, we'll we'll have a good idea early in the day on Sundays for a while. I think because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, because that'll make life easier after January. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Everything else that we have, we're going to wrap up in a segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. I want to start off the last call by mentioning that Sarah Franklin has been named the Big Ten Player of the Week in women's volleyball. And that's fantastic because they did have a big week. She had a great game against Iowa, playing in Iowa. Uh, it was a 3 nothing win, uh, 25-15 and 19. I, said, I was going to say 9, but it's 19. 25-15 and 19. Franklin had 20 kills. Orzawa was second with 11. Um, I'm going to keep practicing this name because she definitely deserves to be mentioned, but Gulce uh, taken, uh 15 digs for the freshman Libero. So that's that was another great game for the number, number five uh, Wisconsin Badgers, uh, beating up in Iowa. Was, Number, she the, was she the really tall girl that was a freshman last year from Europe? No, that's uh, Julia Orzow is the the Polish. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's the really Polish tall. player. Okay, good. What was um, sorry? What was the second name that you just said? The the, the Gulce Guchtekin. Uh, she's Turkish. She's from Turkish. Istanbul. She is five okay. foot five. She's a libero. She's you know they're shorter. Liberos tend to be shorter because they're defensive specialists, not Absolutely. allowed to play at the net. Uh, which it, is why it, she gets it, my it, digs. Istanbul or Constantinople, John? It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Okay. Okay. Why does Constantinople get the works? That's well, it's nobody's business but the Turks. In fact, yeah. uh, then they got and to play, they, and they might be giants. So. Correct. <laughs> Give out the uh, the tagline there, but uh, then the Badgers got to come back home at the uh, the Fieldhouse, and they beat number twenty five Michigan. Three to one. That would be 25, 17, 26, and 22. 
losing the third set uh, before finishing it off. Uh, Orzao led the way this time uh, with 18 kills. Franklin had 16. Uh, Diggs, this is a newer name, uh, MJ Hamill uh, with 11 digs. I believe she's the one who just, she was a transfer who, who very much, just such a Wisconsin thing for the NCAA to do, was not allowed to play until midseason. You know, so she goes out there, has a has a great start, gets 11 digs. Franklin had 11 digs. Orzao had 11 digs. What a, just a, a great game there to uh, to go out and take out another ranked team uh, heading forward here. So, and I'm trying to double check who they get next. Now that they've beaten well, Michigan, they why get... do they? Why did? Why did they do to Wisconsin too? That's like Potter on the men's basketball yeah, team. Yeah, right. Like, that's what I was thinking. There's there's other there's other teams in in college that are other players that like leave their team mid season and get on with another team the next week. Right. So <sighs> I don't know. Uh, next week or this NCAA coming week here, the 21st on Friday, the uh, Badgers will be playing Michigan State, unranked Michigan State uh, at the Fieldhouse. And then they will go to Ann Arbor to play number 24 Michigan uh, again and playing them in Ann Arbor on Sunday at noon. So there's nothing fun happening Sunday at noon. You may as well watch Big Ten Volleyball. I'll have it on my phone next to me because that game is really short. <laughs> I'll It'll be on my phone. The Packers will be on my TV, but... This is where I will go for comfort is watching them play Michigan. <laughs> so um, we do want to get into cross country because we do like talking about that. Some uh, nutty comb was this week, which is actually at Wisconsin. The Wisconsin hosts this. Uh, the men's team finished 10th in the 8K. Uh, their runners finished 32nd, 35th, 38th, and then 61st and 65th. Uh, the women's 6K race, the women finished 14th. They, uh, they went... 54th, uh, 86, 97, 127, and 142. That's the placing for each one of their five runners. Uh, the UW Lacrosse actually hosted the Neubauer invite, uh, the invitational. So the, the UW schools were there. The D3 schools were in lacrosse. Lacrosse men won. You're going to love these numbers, Aaron. <laughs> okay. They were 5, 6, 7, 11, and 13. All five runners in the top 13. That's pretty fantastic. That's fantastic. That oh, my gosh. Really good. Uh, UW Oshkosh finishes. Oh, I didn't put down their, their place. They finished third, I think. They were uh, 20th, 24th, 26th, 37th, and 40th. Uh, then Whitewater was, I believe, fifth, uh, 10th, 16th, 31st, 66th, and 71st. And then Platteville down below that. The women's. UW Lacrosse again also wins that one. These numbers are just as good. Actually, these numbers are better, Aaron. Two, five, six, seven, twelve. That's amazing. Yeah. Four Without runners in the top with, seven. The only thing is if you would have gotten the top top person. Yeah. The only thing better is to win it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean that I mean they won it as a team. With yes. Those they numbers. Did. There's no way they couldn't have. Yeah. No. I don't know how you could fit in another you could have won one, th- three, four, and eight nine well, that's, i guess that's, that's the like only a, mathematical way you could have done it like i said the last year i was doing cross country up at Rhinelander, the sectional down at uh wasa out at nine mile uh spash and dc everest had their top seven runners on both sides somehow make a combination between one and 14 and then the kid from superior got 15th and that's who went to state uh, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like, and DC Everest got second because Spash had one, three, four, seven, eight, twelve, and Everest had all the other numbers, and Superior had a guy coming fifteenth. Jeez. So yeah, that's so I so I know so there is a way to not get first place in that scenario, but not with <laughs> no not 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 like not like in a, it's pretty not, hard not in a college environment like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, UW Oshkosh was, again, uh, the second-ranked uh, UW team. I think they finished third. They had four, 14, 45, 46th, and 58th Whitewater behind Oshkosh. So, yeah, uh, again, I mean, it's a local race bringing in a lot of local schools. You know, like St. Olaf, uh, St. John's, and Collegeville, a lot of those schools were there as well. But, yeah, UW Lacrosse comes out great there. Uh, for WIAC football, Whitewater wins again. They get a 17 to 3 win. It was number, I think they're number two Whitewater now. Uh, double check that for you yeah. while I'm going with this. They beat uh, Oshkosh in Aaron. What was it? No, I'm sorry. They're number three Whitewater right now, but they beat 
then number 24, Oshkosh. What can you tell us about that game, Aaron? Well, I don't have the exact number right in front of me because I forgot to write it down. But so I heard it on the radio this morning, and it's it, it, WCLO down here in Janesville, where mm-hmm. I live, is the uh, flagship station for UW-Whitewater football, which means they're the only station. Anyhow, um, <laughs> but uh, I know, uh, so Josh Goldberg, who is the sports director down here and calls the games, um, said that they had an attendance of 18,000 plus and I, I'm, I'm not going to make up the number, but it was like eight. Well, I am going to make up a number. It was, like, like, number 18, six, it. It was, it was like 18,600, 18,300. Either way, it was 18,000 plus, which if you've ever been to even ever been around Warhawk stadium, that means it was full, 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 full. Yeah. That's and impressive. it's, it's a, it's a white, it's a UW whitewater record. It's a WEAC record. Uh, and uh, it's a D three, the, the, the fourth most attended game in D three history. Wow. And all the other stadiums that are above that are bigger stadiums, bigger right. college stadiums, right. which can hold more people. Right. And are, I think two of them were bowl games. Yep. So <laughs> like whitewater, like whitewater, like killed it. Okay. Like, and by bowl games, I mean what? What do they call the D three championship? The stag the bowl. bowl, stag bowl, stag bowl, stag bowl. Yeah, I think that's Two what G's. it was. Is like the stag bowl gets gets played in bigger stadiums. Alonzo stag more. Yeah, the fourth most attended game in D three history. Nice. Uh, the only team Oshkosh too, like just out of nowhere. Who's good? Like, Oshkosh. Yeah. I, I misspoke. They were ranked nineteenth. They are now ranked twenty fourth. They drop after the loss. Uh, Whitewater's third, only behind Mount Union, uh, Ohio, who we know for a while. Um, My Mount Union's in it every year. Yeah, and North Central, who is uh, who won it last year and is out of Illinois. Um, didn't 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 Whitewater and Mount Union play for the championship like seven years in a row or something? This like is like that. three was, or four years in a row, easily. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine lacrosse beats Eau Claire, uh, fifty-one to twenty-one. Uh, they stay number nine in the current poll. Now, the biggest one is previously number 14th ranked UW River Falls loses to Platteville 21 to 14. That is a major upset. That's a massive one. That drops River Falls from 14 to 22. Yuck. Um, And UW Stevens Point continues to not know football. They lose to Stout 55 to nothing Stout over Stevens Point. What were you going to say? I was going to say, how many ranked teams is that now that you said just from the WEAC alone? There are four. Top twenty-five teams from the WEAC. Yeah, because yeah. Stout is too, right? Uh, no, it's River Falls, Oshkosh, Whitewater, and Lacrosse. Oh wow! I thought yep. Stout was up in there too. They no. might be after that. After that, but whooping. But nope, they're not. Oshkosh is the twenty-fifth, and I don't see Stout anywhere. They're not on the current list. Um, okay. John Carroll is ranked twenty-fifth. How about that? Good for him. No. <laughs> Good job, John. Good job, John Carroll. Attaway, John, do it. UW Oshkosh is ranked 24th. They're three and three <laughs> because wow. they, they had to lose to, you know, lacrosse. They actually lost to St. John's as well, I believe, didn't they? So it was like yeah, St. John's, Whitewater, and lacrosse. Covers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of hockey, we'll start with the sadness first. The UW men play at home against St. Cloud State, unranked St. Cloud State. They lose five to one and two to one. So uh, are they going on the banished list like the Packers and the Badgers football team now? They're going to be. Talk. Yeah, talk. no, we'll Bucks, mention their Bucks, scores. Bucks, Bucks volleyball and uh, D3 schools, right? We're going to mention this just to get it in because we should we say it like, hey, everybody. And this is, you know, bear with it. This is going to be Tony Granato's last year. Um, oh count on that with these types of games. Uh, Matthew de St. Fal gets the only goal in the first game. Uh, Carson Kuhlemans gets the goal in the third period of the game on Sunday that tied it, and then they decided to lose it uh, with, I think they were about four minutes left. The women's team, though, number five, they went to St. Cloud State, and then they beat them 5 nothing. Goals by uh, Lacey Eden, uh, Caroline Harvey, and Jesse Comfer, and then two goals by Nicola Mancia. Uh, so that's five goals. They actually only gave up... St- 10, pardon me, 10 shots on goal in that game. Uh, they came back the next day. They were down 2 nothing, and came back to win it 3-2. to uh, Goals by Britta Curl, Casey O'Brien, and Lacey Eden again. Jesse Comfer had three assists in, uh, in the win. So, Badgers women get the sweep, and that is our run-through of 
all the other things that mattered other than Amherst football, uh, high school football, which is a annual uh, state champion competitor. They're usually in there. They're six and no, I'm sorry. They finished the season seven and two undefeated in their conference. They were look like they're going to state, not likely a one seed, but they look like they were on their way. Problem is, is they had an ineligible player who was in his fifth year of high school sports. And so the team had to forfeit every game. Uh, and then now everybody is very much up in arms about it. In fact, they were in court today uh, seeking an injunction preventing the WIAA from uh, <laughs> taking away their wins for the season. There's nothing much else you and can that's do. That's two be- years in a row. What was the thing last year and during the Right. There was another one last year. I can't remember the, what school it was. There was somebody else elsewhere that had something. Where, where, they, came where they kicked out a player because it was the, the referee was a jerk and like they had no reason to kick him out, really. And so they didn't. It, oh, he kicked out the entire team. Was oh, that a basketball game? I don't remember that. I thought there there was another. Yeah, that was the one where the referee the referee kicked out all except for like five players that were on the bench. And then so the next due to WIA rules, they couldn't play the next week. He was in the playoffs. We'll have to look that one up anyways. Okay. Um, but yeah, they were in, in court today trying to force, uh, have a judge force the WAA to not follow its own rules. And the judge, of course, did not decide to do that. The, <laughs> they, they might file another. This was an injunction hearing, meaning an actual lawsuit could follow. But what happened is, here's the best part of the story. Um, the school board talked to their attorneys. Their attorneys said, don't file anything. It's dumb. They issued a press release saying, we've talked to our attorneys and we're not going to file anything. The parents got together and were super angry and without knowing what to do, decided to raise 20 plus thousand dollars on GoFundMe for a legal defense fund. And then took that money and handed it to Milwaukee attorneys who don't care about Amherst and couldn't find it and said, do something. And so they filed this and lost. Um, they will charge for all the mileage for two attorneys to travel from Milwaukee to Stevens Point, where the courthouse is, and then they'll charge for the travel back and for the time to file the motion. And you know, twenty thousand dollars goes away pretty quickly when you're spending it on two attorneys to file things and two attorneys to appear. Uh, so yeah, somebody's just making money on this. And basically, what happened is the WIA followed their own rules. Um, the rule I bet you in Wisconsin. You're a lawyer in Milwaukee right now, don't right? you? Yeah, and it's yeah. So yeah, basically just. <laughs> Yeah. Just you should have just called up the Amherst school district and said, "Just throw the money at me. I'll get just as far." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the, the not biggest, the, not the school district, the parents. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, well, school board got involved and showed up, but the biggest thing is just the rule, the clear rule that is given to every athletic director and every he, every head coach, every assistant coach, every unpaid volunteer who coaches has to go to a briefing that tells them that every transfer is not eligible until made eligible through the WIAA. They didn't do it. They just didn't do that thing. And now they're trying to find somebody else to blame. It's like having the press conference with Lafleur and Rogers in opposite rooms and just listening and asking them the same questions kind of thing. Everyone's yeah. just looking for someone to blame. And it's just, yeah. The sad part is there's these kids involved, but the grown-ups in your it's, life it's, let it's, you it's down. Like, it's, it's like something happened, and then the other side said it didn't happen, and they're looking for any excuse. Yeah, they're just upset that their kids don't get to go to state. Like at least like the good the thing presidential is presidential thing. <laughs> Sorry. At least I they're couldn't... good at it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It literally sounds exactly like that. It, oh. it's 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 dumb. Like like no nothing like literally like there was adults that said and had their lawyers tell them, "No, this isn't worth it." And no, we're going to make a stink about it and we're going to do something here. And it's like and it's not even really worth it and especially the part that you told me that this kid played four years at another school. No, I don't know if he played four years. I don't think he did that, but he did play four years ago, five years ago at a different school. And the reason that this got caught on is they played that other school. It's in their right. conference. That's the and that school's like, we know this kid. He played for us. Like, what are you that doing? Like us taking a kid from Clear Lake right down the road. Right. Like, no, that kid played four years, five years ago. Yeah, like, this kid played you, at Manawa. Played at Manawa. It's in their conference. They got told he's, on because they played. He's got a it. lumberjack beard that hangs down to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's twenty-five years old, man. No, oh, he's yeah. not. I'm not. Hey, I'm just a kid like you. Hello, fellow children. Yeah. 
right. That's all we can really go it's on. The on that. It's Chevy just, character. Yeah. It's just such a what's, strange What's going character. on, my fellow kids? What's up, dudes? Yeah. 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 All right. But that's all we can really do on that. It's just such a weird little story that has gained a lot of traction because there are a lot of super loud, angry parents on a team that was well-ranked in their area and has won several national titles. And it's where uh, Groshek went to before. Yeah, so... Anyhow, that's all that we've got. Thank you for coming along again, everybody, this week for a wonderful tour of everything that happened and, you know, our group therapy as we all talk through this together. But we're past it because they can't hurt me anymore. All and right. We crapped, and we crapped on Amherst they, at they, the end. They crapped on my heart. Yeah. Then <laughs> that, that too, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Here's all feeling... of our problems, but here, <laughs> someone has it worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. But anyhow, uh, remember you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs>